Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007, committed to empowering people to lead the Foods Not Trash movement in their school districts. Today I'm joined by Illinois Representative LaToya Greenwood, an advocate for food rescue programs in K-12 Food Rescue schools and school food waste solutions. So Representative Greenwood, Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. Thank you so much, John, for having me. I'm very excited uh, to be on today to have this very important conversation. Awesome. So, well, let's get started, Representative Greenwood. Could you share a little bit about our, with our audience about yourself and maybe how you became interested in school food waste? Sure. So, um, um, State Representative LaToya Greenwood, I represent... Uh, the Illinois uh, district, the 114th district, which is located in Southern Illinois. Um, We call it the Metro East area. What is unique about my district is that I represent uh, some of the poorest communities in our state and I am bordered by some of the poorest communities in our state as well that make up the Metro East area. So the um, topic of food waste, uh, food insecurity is uh, a priority for me and the residents that live in my district. So I was happy when the legislation uh, was brought to me to sponsor in the House, and I'm very excited that it was signed into law. So once you were made aware of it, You know, what made you convinced that there needed to be some sort of legislative action taken rather than just, you know, a lot of times representatives and senators can, you know, they can, you know, endorse a particular program. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's programs like Mindful Waste and Scarce or the Illinois Food Scrap Coalition that were, you know, fairly Mm -hmm. successful kind of working on the problem. But what what made you feel like legislation really needed to occur? Sometimes I think that uh, a push legislatively is what I call it. Um, to make sure that things are properly enforced, forced and in place and implemented, um, that we know for certain that these things are happening. So when we um, talk to, uh, for example, the State Board of Education about this legislation and the sharing table model and the implementation of that. So just making sure through policy that it's actually implemented, follow through, you can kind of uh, get uh, data on what is happening, what is working, what is not. So um, that's the reason I felt like legislative action was needed. Yeah, well, that is so great to hear because, you know, support from legislators is so important and the impact of legislative action can can often eclipse the support mm-hmm. alone. So it's it's an awesome thing that you move to that next step. And, and, so let's John, get in. And if ahead. I can Sorry. say yeah. this, legislative yeah. action for me is in addition to. So it's mm. to, to partner with a programming that is already taking place. So to make sure that we kind of close in some of those gaps. Yeah. Oh, that's well said. Very well said. So let's get into the legislative action that Illinois ultimately took related to school food waste. Um, in 2021, you co-sponsored a bill that was called SB 805 that ultimately was passed and became Illinois law. 
And I'm going to read from a small portion of the bill. It says school district shall, and I love that mm-hmm. word, shall, yes. <laughs> incorporate a food sharing, not a maybe, <laughs> shall, incorporate a food sharing plan for unused food into their local wellness policy. And then there's language on ensuring the plan makes sure it's targeted toward those in need, and that is administrated with proper guidelines, and all that's fantastic. Um, so before I ask any questions about the bill, I wanted to give you a chance to share anything you'd like about the bill, maybe the process of bringing it into law, and perhaps maybe the impact it's had on the citizens at this point. Yeah, so when um, I knew that I was coming on this podcast, I kind of followed up with my local school district which is East St. Louis. Um, I'm a resident here. So I wanted to find out what they were doing and they have implemented it, uh, a sharing table. It is within their wellness policy, which is given out to uh, the students and their families. Um, So I was very happy to hear about the implementation of that. But the process itself, um, it goes through a committee, uh, it gets approved and and jumped out of committee, and then we get uh, the opportunity to present it on the floor. Now, of course, I'm missing, you know, probably skipping through a lot of conversations. <laughs> exactly. I get it. I get I'm it. Skipping yeah. through a lot of conversations, a lot of uh, issues and concerns that different groups may have. And it's, it's very important that you talked about the, the word shall. Because that was one of the biggest pushbacks that I received for, from some of the uh, organizations. Of course, they wanted to make it permissive. And um, so myself, along with Senator Belt, who was the sponsor in the Senate, um, we felt like we needed to leave the language as is. And um, yeah. we're very happy that we did that because, uh, <laughs> you know, we we want to make sure that everyone knows how important this topic is and that yes. it's, this is not just a one-time fix. Of course, there's more work to do, but we were very happy to kind of um, start with this piece of policy and legislation. Yeah, it's it's interesting that that that, uh, that word caught the attention of uh, we had a state senator in Indiana who was on the board of Food Rescue at one time, and his legislative assistant was reviewing SB eight hundred five. And of course, there's all this language, and it's like he's got that word mm-hmm. "shall," you know, <laughs> highlighted like that's strong. <laughs> yeah, you know? and I liked yeah, so it caught it caught his eye mm-hmm. for sure. So, so one of the questions I have. Um, about SB 805 is related to what the bill for refers to as, quote, unused food um, in schools. And in our 15 years working on this issue, we kind of put the, the four, unused food, you know, can mean four different things within a school or maybe four different funnels. And one would be what we call student trade to trash waste, which is after the point of sale or delivery, which would be defined as unopened, unpeeled, and unwanted food. Um, served on the trays of students that they choose not to eat. That's often addressed by share tables mm-hmm. or donations from whatever left over from a share table to a uh, a food pantry, which is really, that's our focus. Um, we do these other th- th- three that I'm going to mention here, we do as well, but our real focus is that student trade of trash waste. But anyway, the second one is back of the cafeteria waste that's never served, which would be like, you know, a half pan of lasagna not served. And then back of the cafeteria waste, um, 
where there's products that they're past their quote sell-by date but are still perfectly good to eat. And then the last one will be back at the cafeteria waste. Um, that's food that's not served before a big vacation or spring break or something like that um, that they've advised needs to get off the shelf and get, get eaten before the kids come back. Um, so the question is, is the student trade of trash waste after the point of sale included in the definition of, quote, unused food in SB 805, or is it more targeted toward the other three types of unused food? No, I, I believe it's the student. When I spoke to uh, East St. Louis School District 189, they were focused on the trade of trash. And awesome. um, as a matter of fact, she highlighted that in our conversation. So um, mm. that's where I, I agree with you that that's where um, the language probably is hit, resting heavier on that one, on A, you know, the student trade of trash. Yeah. 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 And just our history of us tracking it with data around the country, mm -hmm. that's where the lion's share mm -hmm. of it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's just a lot of, you know, the kids have a very short amount of time to eat. They're very social. And oftentimes there's just items for no particular mm -hmm. reason. Um, and they're really just like us. We waste food. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're, they're no different than anybody else. And it's just, you know, it's just at such a bulk level at the school district level. That, and, and to save it is just such an awesome thing. So I appreciate that clarification. Um, but with your conversation um, with the St. Louis mm -hmm. district, or you said East, East St. Louis, Louis district, mm -hmm. was it? Um, would you say that they weren't, they didn't really have a plan until, until, this was put into law or do you think they had something going prior to um, that? It sounded like they had something going, but it was not very well established throughout the district. Got it. So it was kind of, yeah. you know, maybe at this location we're doing this, maybe over at this school we're going to do that. So now it's a more um, district-wide initiative. And uh, a set guideline or a reference as to what they should be doing. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, well, I asked the question because student trade of trash waste after the point of sale is often overlooked in the school unused food conversation. And the USDA provides those mm -hmm. guidelines for specific food to be shared. But those guidelines are often perceived to have a slight cost, you know, and supervisory requirements that food service directors sometimes feel needs to be addressed prior to implementation while others kind of go full speed ahead. You know, do you have any thoughts on this? And is that an issue from what you've seen um, in Illinois? Well, um, I don't, I don't know if that's an issue or not, to be honest. Um, okay. I know with, again, I'm going to go back to school district 189. I did speak to mm. the, the young lady who was over the programming there. And again, they were fully on board, excited about it because they have uh, experienced and noted that there was a lot of waste. And so um, she was happy to, for the legislation and happy to get something that was clear and concrete to be utilized across the district. So. Well, I, I also just want to let you know that we offer a um, free online tracking mm -hmm. tool um, that I think when we were talking kind of, you know, in our FaceTime here, there was in the background, you could see that graphic where you enter in the amount of food that's being rescued and it produces 
um, how, how many meals that would equal, and how much methane gas or carbon dioxide equivalents are prevented from entering into the environment as a program. And you kind of snap a picture of the food or the kids with mm-hmm. the food, and it gives a real um, excellent digital graphic to share as a story. We call it the story graphic log mm. tool. And um, I'd be glad to share that with you um, at the conclusion of our interview because I'd love for you to share that with East Yes. Just, see if they have an interest in it. Yes, that. please do. Um, so as with any legislative action, it requires gathering support. How did you go about garnering support for the bill? Oh, you know, I didn't have an issue with that. Um, I think so many communities, unfortunately, um, whether it's urban, um, predominantly minority communities, or some of the rural areas that are within our state, we all have mm-hmm. experienced uh, this issue of uh, food insecurities. And as mm-hmm. long as we continue to have that issue around the state, there'll be, we need to come up with ways to address, you know, we have an excess a food waste going on um and then how can we garner all that and make it all connect if that makes sense to to ensure that specifically our young people our children um are not um going hungry or without within our community so i didn't have um too too much of a problem getting votes or garnering support for the legislation so you would say it was relatively bipartisan then oh, when the vote yeah. finally came down, had off yeah. the, oh, uh, outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's exciting mm-hmm. to hear. Um, you, know, you just you, get, you gave me an example of the East St. Louis as you know somebody that's uh, you know in compliance with it, and, and that's awesome. Um, were there any any other pushbacks that you received at all, or was it? You know, to, to in your memory, or was it all all relatively smooth sailing? No, I just received that one from, um, and I'm trying to think. I can't remember the organization, but the their concern focused one around the language and two around um, a projected cost. And again, yeah. when we talk about our vulnerable population. Uh, vulnerable communities. Um, to me, I don't see costs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I just, <laughs> yeah, you got yes, to do it. I yeah. just know this needs to be done. And um, we as legislators and representatives need to be able to advocate for the least of those amongst us. And if, mm, if we can't do that, then we're not doing our job. And so uh, regardless of cost, because I think in the end, some things just balance out. It's, it's human. We're dealing with people. And um, this Absolutely. is a people issue. And so that's just the way I feel about it. Well, you know, from the very beginning, there's this there's this phrase that's up throughout the food waste space, if you will, in the not-for-profit world. It basically says that we don't have a food supply problem. We have a food distribution mm. problem. You know, and it's hard to believe that we have uh, all this all this food that's available. We just don't have, always have the, either the way or the will um, to get it where it needs exactly. to go. So I just so much appreciate. Yeah. So I just so much appreciate the effort of of yourself and the, and, the, and uh, 
you know, all the, the representatives and senators in Illinois for getting this mm-hmm. through and just kind of leading the way. Um, we in Indiana had some success at getting some guidelines for how to do it a number of years ago, which made us kind of pioneers, as you all have pioneered the legislation, but we really never got to the point where we actually put any kind of legislative action to it, and I'm excited to promote what you've done here, and I just so appreciate you joining me, and we're so thankful you're willing to take the time to share the experience that you had with SB 805 in Illinois, and I'd love to give you the opportunity to speak to maybe potential legislators around the nation um, to conclude our interview. What exhortation and encouragement might you give those state legislators that are encouraging, excuse me, considering how they might bring legislation forth in their state that addresses the subject of school food waste? Just again, focus on um, that we represent some of the most vulnerable populations uh, within our states and that we know that there are things that need to be done to connect this issue and to make sure that um, the food is getting to those who need it the most. And um, I would just say that, again, we have to collaborate, partner, listen to our constituents, and then let that be our guide in pushing through legislation. Because sometimes you got to push it through. You have to push it through. You have to push it through. That's great. That's a great word of encouragement and advice. Um, So would you be willing to let our audience know how they might reach out to you and answer any questions they might have about starting a grassroots movement to bring school food waste legislation to their state like Illinois was able to? absolutely. I can be reached at staterepgreenwood at gmail.com. Or you can contact my office at 618-857-8124. Well, thanks again for joining us, Representative Greenwood, and we so admire what you've done. And This concludes another episode of the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. And we'd like to thank our guest, Illinois State Representative LaToya Greenwood, for sharing her thoughts on SB 805 and school food waste solutions in general and in Illinois. And please always remember, food is not trash. Have a great day, and thanks for listening to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast.